What's up, everybody? We got a great episode today, so I hope you enjoy it. Uh, make sure to go check out our entire Movies and Podcorn library of episodes on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on thecircuitverse.com. We got a lot of great content on sports and pop culture over there. Uh, we're covering you know, the NFL playoffs, the upcoming Oscars, everything. Go check it out. It's a lot of great stuff. We're also on YouTube. You can find us there uh, through the site. So go check out everything and make sure to enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to a somewhat somber episode of Movies and Podcorn here. Uh, I'm your host, Adam, and I am joined as always by Joey. And uh, before we get into the movie, just wanted to say a couple words uh, on a couple legends that we lost this past uh, week and a half or so. Uh, We lost our last golden girl, Betty White, and we lost America's dad, Bob Saget. Um, So 2022, not off to a great start in the movie world. Um, I, I never watched the Golden Girls all that much. My mom did. Um, so I kind of watched it with her sometimes. Uh, but Betty White is a treasure. Um, uh, she, she was just such a great presence in the world. Um, and Bob Saget, I mean, Full House, he kind of, I mean, he was like my dad for a long time. I mean, I watched him every day on TV. He kind of raised me in a way um, as Danny Tanner on Full House. So uh, very sad to see those two go. Um, they were they were two legends in the TV industry and will be will be gravely missed. Um, you have any thoughts on them, Joey? Uh, yeah, uh, I I didn't watch uh, Golden Girls at all, really. But hmm. there was a show, and I'm trying to remember what it was called that Betty White was in. It was a prank show where her and a bunch of other older people they used to like prank younger people, <laughs> uh, and it was. And it was great. I mean, it was awesome. Like they would, like they'd pretend to like, they'd like fall down in front of people and pretend they couldn't get up. (laughs) It was was comical. Uh, And like the show, the intro to the show, I I can't remember what it was called for the life of me, but the intro was a song. It was like, we're not gonna take it. And it was just, it was like a montage of them like pranking people. And it was great. And I loved it. I'll have to watch that. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't remember what it's called, but it was a great, show it gave me quite a few laughs and then uh bob saget full house uh i loved full house growing up yeah uh which is which a lot of kids in my like age range didn't relate to it and they didn't really like it all that much but i always enjoyed it um and bob saget's role was uh danny tanner as adam mentioned and i i always liked him in that show um yeah i thought he was a reasonable authority figure in that show so uh rest in peace yeah, they were. Uh, he was also in How I Met Your Mother. He was the voice of uh, older Ted. That's right. Throughout the whole show, um, will be missed um, for sure. And and we're in the same age range, Joey. You always say that. <laughs> like two years I guess, you. <laughs> I guess we are. Um, but yeah, definitely. If you haven't checked out Golden Girls or Full House or the show Joey talked about, which I will definitely be checking out, uh, go do it um definitely full house in particular um great fun and also a life lesson at the end of every episode so you can learn a lot um all right <clears throat> not for the sad stuff joey what film are we here to talk about today from the pixar universe uh we are here to talk about monsters university yes one of your favorites i think it to say it is it is quite i mean you'll see just how far up there it is um 
And oh, before before we go any further, the show is called Off Their Rockers. Well, that's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So when did that, that show, when did that show air? Like how how long ago was it? Um, this was in. It started in 2012 and ended in 2017. That was the final episode. Okay, so she was like, she, she was like high 80s at that point. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they were not young, but uh. Uh, yeah, what are your page buds for Monsters U? <clears throat> um, so I, I, there are so many things I enjoy about this movie. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say there are a lot of good one-liners in here for me personally that I always liked, which I'll discuss uh, a little later. Yep. Um, and I, I really like, I, I don't know, I feel like even though this is kind of the, uh, you know, this comes after Monsters Inc., uh, but you know, it's. The, it's supposed to be like before Monsters Inc. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like the, this is stuff that's like happening before Monsters Inc., but it's a second movie. I like there, there's a lot of like foreshadowing. It seems like even with even though it's after the you know Monsters Inc. the movie that came before it, it seems like there's a lot of foreshadowing towards Monsters Inc. Uh, and there's some scenes where like Randall, like like in the final scare game where Randall says like, Oh, like that's the last time I lose to you Sullivan. And it like kind of zooms in on him, you know, we get it there. Um, and then there's also, and that's just one example. And then there's a lot of uh, different things they added into this movie that kind of bring me back to monsters incorporated. Like, uh, you know, you know, I don't want to get into this all through the taste buds. I'll, I'll just talk about it throughout, but um, I, I love the movie. This is, this is a movie that got me hyped for college. Uh, oddly enough, I, you know, a big university, you know, everyone's there just having a good time doing what they want to do. Um, and that's kind of what got me hyped for college, to be completely honest. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a big reason why I really like this movie a lot. Yeah, I really like this movie, too. I've watched this movie a lot. Um, probably one of the Pixar movies I've watched the most, I would say, um, because I've just been in a lot of situations where people wanted to watch it. And this might have been my favorite time watching it. I really enjoyed it. Um, it is a prequel, as you said, uh, set before Monsters, Inc., which generally I do not like prequels. I think they often lead themselves, trap themselves into a corner that is very difficult to maneuver. I feel like prequels either A, try to ignore what happened in the original and just like try to tell their own story which makes a lot of people mad because they're not paying off what happened or B they try to connect it too much and, and it just doesn't work and it becomes, it really can't stand on its own. And, and almost every prequel has logic problems, which this movie does have a logic problem that I'm going to touch on later. Um, but I think for the most part, it was a pretty good prequel. It worked really well and I very much enjoyed it and I have mostly positive thoughts about it okay um and this also kind of in a weird way got me ready for college i suppose i think it came out in 2013 um yeah, i believe you're right which was about a year before i went to college so i guess in a way it kind of got me ready for college too um <clears throat> all right let's jump into kernels and buckets where we talk about our or we talk about characters and scenes that really interest us uh so joey who is your first kernel what character do you want to talk about first I had Mike, uh, you know, plain and simple. Um, I feel like in the in Monsters Incorporated, he he was he was a main character, but he wasn't the main character. 
uh, in my opinion. And I think, you know, that's understandable. You know, Sully was a lot more prevalent, I feel like, in the first movie than this movie. Um, but yeah, Mike, Mike is kind of the, he's the main character. Um, we see him growing up, you know, how we kind of got into the mindset of wanting to be a scarer. Um, you know, the experiences he had. And even even after he gets to Monsters University, it's kind of, you know, him preparing for the final, him throwing this scare team or him throwing a, a fraternity together for the scare games. You know, it's kind of, you know, Sully mentions it at the end, you know, he he does everything. You know, he caught the pig. <laughs> um, I, I like that, you know, and it's, you know, th- this is no Cars 2 where, you know, Mater, Mater you know, some random character not random character, you know, it's a main character, but not, Yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, M- Mike is a character that's deserving of a lead role. Mm. I think, I think, you know, I really like that he was given that and I think the movie was good because of it. So, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike is a good character to have on, on your top three list for this movie, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Mike is, uh, definitely really intriguing. And and great Cars two point, um, you know I re- I would really like to have the writers of Cars two on the pod just to just to pick their brain of what they were doing, but uh, mm. but yeah I think a it's it's different because Mike was much more of a main character than Mater was. Um, I agree that Sully was the main character, but Mike was like one A, um, whereas Mater yeah. was clearly a secondary, like not the main character, and yeah. then the second point to that is they really changed Mater completely in cars too. Like they made him something completely different, but Mike yeah. is still, Mike is very much Mike in this movie. He doesn't change. Yeah. He's just younger. So yeah, Mike was really great. Definitely the main character. And uh, we root for him the whole way through. Uh, my first character, I, I don't know his name. I don't know if they ever said his name, but it's the purple bird guy who was like, co-chair of the of the of the scare games you know he really oh, yeah. he he i i found him very funny he was very into these games i don't know why he wasn't competing in the games seems like he really wants to uh, yeah he he seems like he would be in a fraternity to me <laughs> for sure i don't know like, i feel like roar mega roar could would probably have a place for him but I loved his design. It was really cool. He had the very tiny legs, but very swollen chest. Um, clearly, he skips leg day a lot. But I just every time he talked, I, I was laughing. And if you can do that, then you deserve a spot on my list. His uh, his official title is Greek Council uh, VP, so he has no name in this movie. That's a travesty, because the, that's because <laughs> they give the girl a name, like the girl he's working with, has a name. So I don't know why they didn't name him as well yeah but yeah no i just think that's very odd it adds to the to the intrigue and mystery of him yeah it does it does uh, that's a good first character to have i i did enjoy his energy in this movie yeah um just just absolutely like obnoxious which i like the scare games yeah he's very fun <laughs> um my second character i had randall all right um, I like, I like the way he changes throughout this movie. You know, I was very surprised um, the first time I watched this movie. You know, because I, I knew I knew it was a prequel, but like, you know, I still expected Randall to be evil from the get go, and it really surprised me when he, you know, it does the entrance where Mike like comes in the room, 
and he's standing in the shadow kind of and he like slithers over but he's like oh hi like i'm your roommate and it was very very shocking it gets me every time um <laughs> yeah and you know he's he's all friendly at first and then you know throughout the movie we see him like the first big thing is whenever mike is trying to get on a scare team and um the roar omega roar guys are walking by and mike's like oh like randall come on like be on our team he's like sorry sorry bud like i already got a team he's like don't and then he says like don't blow this for me it's kind of like the kind of a start in a in a in a series of shifts that we see for yeah. randall um and then you know he says after the after the uh part of the scare games where he loses to sully you know he says like oh that's the last time i lose to you sullivan you know we just see him develop and we see him kind of harden through this movie and kind of become what he is um you know and i and i i don't know in the in monsters inc he, you know he seems to be very bitter and mean um but i i have a hard time believing it's just from losing to sully you know i, I don't know that's that's kind of one of my things that i have a problem with but you know it, it doesn't seem like his anger is rationalized by what has happened you know he hasn't gone you know mike mike or sully didn't take anything from him or do anything to him he just kind of has his hatred so that's kind of interesting to me but i you know he's still a good character in the movie so i give him my second spot yeah he's really fun uh, in this movie in terms of just like because he is so different than he is in monsters inc and I do think it's a great point that you bring up that you don't really buy the the shift to evil. Um, I do think it was a little flimsy, like just that moment. And he like becomes pure evil for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know about that. Um, and, and I'd also don't buy hundred percent that he gets into roar Omega roar. Cause he's kind of a loser. Yeah. Like, and, and they wouldn't take Mike. I mean, maybe just cause he turns invisible. Like it's a, it's a very, um good power set to have yeah that's why but like just in terms of personality i would think they'd want mike over randall yeah um and i don't know maybe it's because i mean i, mean, I feel like roar or mega roar is very they're very shallow in the sense that they pick people that are scary and i could i could see i, th I think randall would be a scary monster i mean he's you know he's like a lizard with teeth with sharp sharp teeth and uh you know, he kind of slithers around. He's got the invisibility, which you mentioned. Um, and I feel like, I feel like, like I said, they're a shallow fraternity where looks are everything and abilities. You know, it's like yeah. they should have been the jock frat, even though there was a frat in that movie called Jocks. Um, so, so yeah, I think I, I understand why they would pick him. I, I, I was a little surprised at it because I feel like there were other monsters that could have been picked over him. But yeah, yeah, it's a good point. And we see the dreaded uh, roommates turned enemies, which is always sad to see. Yep. I feel like if you room with someone you don't know in college, you're either going to become best friends for life or like one of you gets into some exclusive thing and it's like, don't ruin this for me. And the friendship is just over. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. I, I mean, I only lived for like two weeks in my entire five years of college with someone I didn't know, but shout out Thomas. What up? Um, but yeah. And then I moved in with you. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, what a time we had. We did indeed. We we lived. You cannot debate we lived. Um, all right, my second character was Squishy. Okay. I love Squishy. 
He's fantastic. And I specifically, the dance scene, it, I didn't have it for my scenes, um, but I, do, I, I just need to talk about it. When he is at that party and he sees Sully and he tries to reel him in, that is the funniest thing maybe ever in Pixar. That is so funny. I die every time I see Squishy dance like that. It is incredible. And I would go, I would watch a whole movie just about that, just about him at a party. If, if we could get like a, a, a squishy movie at a frat party where he's like on some sort of drug and time is just slowed down and it's just an hour and a half of him at a party, I am, I am on board. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fair enough, I guess. Uh, I, I enjoyed that scene as well. Uh, you seem to have it on a completely other level. <laughs> so. It's just fantastic. I'm understandable understandable it, it was a funny scene i did laugh i did laugh I, I i like it uh you know after he reels him in and then like everyone's like looking at sully like he's gonna do something great and then he just does that weird dance where he puts his arms above his head and everyone starts like freaking out it's like what <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting dancing and uh but even outside that scene though i love squishy like the whole dynamic with his mom which i'll touch on later too but yeah <laughs> like they're doing the initiation and she like comes down and does laundry and and he's just like whatever forget it you're in and just yeah everything about it i thought it was great yeah i, I enjoy that scene as well um yeah so my third character i had art uh, another uzma kappa pal uh which one is art art is the purple u-shaped character he has legs and very short arms like he's got really I'm trying to think how to describe him here oh oh, uh, oh uh uzma kappa he's the he's the furry one yes gotcha gotcha okay yeah yeah, sorry. yeah. yeah i had art i i love art um you know he's very he's he's very deep um <laughs> and we get hints of it and i really like it because it like freaks everyone out um like on the way to the first scare game he's like oh this out of all the sewers on campus this one's my favorite like people are just like weirded out and then when they go to when they break into the um when they break into monsters incorporated to go look at the scarers and the police shine the light on him and he's like i can't go back to jail and he just starts running <laughs> that that scene is very funny to me um and then you know he when they first get introduced, when Mike and Sully first get introduced to the Uzma Kappa gang at the fraternity house, uh, he comes down, he gives them dream journals, and he says, oh, like, can't wait to live with you and love with you and cry with you. <laughs> and he gets real sad. I I love that. And then the other thing I love is during this, the last scare game, whenever he, the way he enters the room to scare the, yeah. the mannequin, and he just kind of tiptoes on his fingers. Mm. He's on his fingers, and then he, like, rolls under the bed. <laughs> That's... Yeah. That is haunting. I would be terrified of that monster. Tell you what, he's too nimble. Um, but yeah, just a great personality, a great character. Um, probably, probably, probably the second, my second favorite character of this movie. Um, you know, for for the amount of time he was given, um, I really, I really like his character a lot. Very funny. Who's your favorite? Uh, Mike's my favorite character in this movie. Um, just be, just because of. I don't know. I think they. I think they did a really good job with him. I really like how tenacious he is, uh, and how dedicated he is to proving himself. Um, this movie, but yeah, definitely art. Art definitely makes the 
makes it up there on that list of characters. I mean, I like a lot of the characters in this movie, but Art reminds me of a uh, Creed. <laughs> he is a Creed. He's a Creed. He's a Creed in this movie. And isn't there there's some exchange, I forget exactly, but he's talking to I think it's a, like some girls, and he's like, uh does he says something like I can lend you a hand or something, but I don't have it with me or, so, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Very unsightly. I forget what he says exactly, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about too. I'll I'll try to think, but yeah, I think it's like I can lend you a hand, not one with me, of course, but <laughs> just uh... oh no, 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 no. He says uh they were talking about special skills. Yep. And he's like, I have an extra toe, not with me, of course. Right. That's it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I wanna I wanna know what he means. Where is the toe? Yeah. And whose toe is it? Uh, um, it's a great character. I had uh for my third character, I had hard scrabble. Okay. She is haunting. I I don't I am scared of her. I would be scared of her if I was them. I think she makes a lot of poor decisions in this movie, but Agreed. I think she is a very uh, intimidating woman. And she reminds uh, me, you know, we just watched uh, all of Ozark in prep for season four. Yep. I know where this is going. Yeah. She t- is like the spitting image to me of Helen. If Helen was a dragon, it is yep. hard scrabble. Um. Yeah, speaking of hard scrabble, uh, fun fun fact about this movie: uh, the creators of this movie modeled her character off of a Amazonian giant centipede. That sounds horrifying. And it is. Uh, if any if any listeners want to Google what that looks like, uh, you will be haunted. A giant centipede? Wow, that is how giant are we talking? Um, like giant for a centipede or giant for a person? Well, I mean, they don't get people size. Oh, thank God! Um, Do you imagine? Yeah, that would that would be terrifying. A different type of human centipede. That is, I don't like bugs. <laughs> I really don't yeah. like bugs at all. They, I, don't, I don't get why people like bugs. They're they're just like gross. Yeah, uh, they get about a foot to a foot and a half long that's big i would not enjoy that at all but yeah yeah that's what they modeled uh being hard scrabble off of makes sense to me yeah she does yeah she's like a dragon centipede thing just strange um but yeah i i really only picked her for the helen thing i think she looks exactly like helen would as yeah. a giant amazonian centipede Yep. Um, so. A good monster, no no doubt. I mean, good scare. Yeah, very, very must have. I mean, she was the best because uh, they had her card up at the end in the credit scene. Um, yeah. She has the all time scare record. Um, yeah, no, that's that's a good character to have, though. I, I'm glad you picked that one. All right. I think that wraps up our kernels. So let's jump into buckets. What was your first scene? Um, so all my scenes are kind of like more deep. They're not like funny. Usually I pick like the scenes that make me laugh the most. Yep. On uh, time I pick just the scenes that rubbed off well on me. Um, and I had the scene where it's, it's before the final scare game, uh, when Mike and Worthington are having a, 
having a um a banter back and forth um it's not really friendly and he says when and worthington says when you lose no one will remember you and then mike says but it, but if you lose no one will ever let you forget it i really like that quote from mike uh very very powerful i just i really liked that um exchange between them and and we see worthington he kind of like takes a moment to like let that sink in and he realizes like we need to win <laughs> we can't lose to the green beach ball um but yeah no i, I really like that scene like and like I said, a lot of like the scenes I picked, it's all based off of things that are said in the scene rather than the scene itself. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, that that was my first one. That's a good one. Yeah, I really like that quote too. Really um, sums up well, like David versus Goliath mindset. Um, yeah. Like for for sports, for me personally, um, like high school and college, I ran cross country in both and two very different experiences in high school my team won pretty much every race we ever went to and dominated yeah. everything and if we had lost um uh, a big race it would be a lot worse like winning was less about joy and it was more about just like relief that we won so we didn't have to face that whereas yeah. in college we won one race in my four years and that was our last championship one which no one expected us to so it wasn't like you know if we hadn't won no one really would have thought anything about it except us because no one expected us to so i think that's a great uh explanation of kind of the mindset of the favorite versus the underdog which it's it's a very real thing yeah yeah that well said well said um my first scene was my, the montage of mike studying for the final i very much like that uh, oh, that's a good one the score is incredible which i'll touch on later um the score is absolutely incredible and it's just fun to see mike flex because you know the first movie is really only about you know how great sully is and what he does um but it's it's good to see it's fun to see mike just kind of do his thing and be awesome at it yeah yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I enjoyed that montage as well. Um, you know, I can't relate to it. It's, it's not anything like how I studied for things in college, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can appreciate a good, a good montage of someone preparing for something. So yeah, that was a good one. Very good one. Um, my second scene, I had the scene in the woods after the, so this is after the final game after sully admits that they cheated that he cheated and then mike goes to the door to go like prove himself and then finds out he's not scary and then he like goes off and then sully goes in after him and they're sitting in the woods uh and then you know they're sitting there and then mike's like oh don't try to tell me that you know what i'm going through right now like you don't have to deal with anything you're you're you know you're a sullivan you don't have to work for anything and then sully kind of you know, he, he mentions, he's like, oh, like, I'm telling you this because we weren't friends before, which was, that was deep. But then there was uh, when he said, you know, he said, Mike, uh, I'm trying to trying to think of how he said it exactly. I didn't write down the quote because I, I in the past, I've remembered it so well. But he says, um, here, give me a second. Um, the scene, the scene in general is very good, but he says, uh, shoot. 
this is a Sully quote or a Mike quote? This is a this is a Sully quote. He's oh he says uh you know I act scary Mike but most of the time I'm terrified. Uh, and I I really like that quote. I know it sounds like I didn't care about it because I didn't remember it super well. <laughs> uh, but in the past I've always been able to quote it at will. So just, I think it was just a thing at the moment. But um yeah I really like that quote because I I don't know the first time I heard it I related to it. Because like going through school and stuff, I like high school especially. I kind of, I don't know. I kind of acted like nothing really ever bothered me. Um, you know, I didn't act nervous really. I could hold it, you know, hold it back. But like most of the time in high school, I was, you know, struggling whether it was like school or sports or anything like that. And it's, you know, it. I I did understand the quote. Um. And it kind of it kind of sunk in with me, so that's why I chose that scene. Yeah, that's a very good scene. Um, really show you know shows them forging their friendship that we see in the first movie. Yeah, um, solidified right there, uh, and it humanizes Sully too for sure. Like you said, um, we get to know him a little more, and he's not just you know a jerk. Um, he just puts he acts like that to kind of hide how he truly feels. Yeah. Uh, my second scene was the first game. I think it's really fun. They got the the little sea urchin things that Art is just infatuated with and needs to touch all of them, um, which I think the best strategy for that would have been to just have characters hold Art on each end on their team and just use him as a mop and just <laughs> mop up all of those sea urchins because clearly he wanted them. And yeah. And just sweep sweep their way to the final. Use them like a broom. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just thought it was really fun. It was it was cool to see Mike and Sully kind of kind of duke it out to see who could win. And then it really sinks in after they cross the line and they realize, oh, this isn't just about who is better between the two of us. We actually have to work as a team, or we're screwed. Um, so I very and the music was great as always. So I liked that of course, scene. Of course, yeah. yeah. That's a good scene. This is a good scene. Um, so my for my third scene, I had something I already discussed, which were the scenes where Randall, you know, we start to see him become evil. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna substitute that scene for another one. I had four written down just in case. Um, right. But uh, the the scene I want to sub it for is the one. Uh, it's the other montage where with Uzma Kappa they are training, and we see. Um, we see over like over the days how, or in weeks, I guess, where Mike and Sully are becoming better at becoming a team. Yeah. Um, you know, when they're getting ready in the morning, you know, it starts off, oh, they're getting in each other's way. They like fall into the hallway. Mm. And then like by the end, they're like tossing each other's stuff over the shoulder and they're just, you know, and the, the music is fantastic. Um, and, you know, they're, they're just really starting to come together as a team. And that's, that kind of reminds us back to the first movie where, you know, they're already a really good team. Um, and I like that. I don't know. It's, you know, it's another sense of, you know, foreshadowing in the prequel. Hmm. Yeah, that's a fun scene. It's always fun to see two people, you know, come together who start off hating each other and then they get to be like simpatico. And yeah. Good scene. Uh, my last scene was the library game. Uh, that was my favorite game. I, I thought the librarian was just massive and just com comically huge and i 
I don't understand why every team didn't have that strategy that they took at the end, like right from the beginning of like, well, if one person distracts the librarian or a couple people, then the others can just go and take the flag. Uh, that seems like very obvious to me that that should be the strategy. So I don't get why none of the teams did that, but, um, but regardless, I think it's a great scene and squishy saves the day. Good old squishy. Yeah. Um, I, I like that scene too. I like it because uh, I like when Sully gets frustrated with how slow things are going and he's like, we need to move. And he just goes around everyone and the, you know, he, he makes the creak and then everyone turns around to look at the library and then we turn back and he's like already halfway up the ladder, just absolutely booking it. He went I love it, that part. Sure. And the music, it's like the piano. It's like dun, 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 dun. That's, I don't know why that's so funny to me, but I love that scene. It's a good one. Yeah, the way Sully reacts is often how I would like, I would be acting in college stuck behind some just very slow kid, like texting, not looking where they're going. And I would just be so frustrated, <laughs> just like pulling my hair, like move, get out of the way. Uh, uh, yeah, so, all right, I think that wraps up our kernels and buckets. So let's jump into who we think would win the squid game. Uh, we both picked Randall from the first one. Are you, do you pick Randall again this time or are you going somewhere new? Um, I think I pick Randall for the, for this one too. Um, I thought about, I thought about a couple different options, uh, for this. Uh, I thought about Worthington cause he seems to just be a very solid fella, but, yeah. uh, you know, invisibility is a, a very powerful thing. Um, sure. and I think, you know, I think that's very, I hold that we've talked about superpowers and stuff. I hold that ability very highly. Yeah. Um, amongst others. And you know, Randall, we he has no problem being aggressive. Um, sure. but uh, let me let me tell you a a key runner-up that I had, which mm. feels very silly to me now. Uh for a while I had Don Carlton as <laughs> <laughs> okay, please explain. Um, he's got, he's got tentacles, suction cups. He can hang on to things very well. Um, and what that, would that come in handy? You know, that's, that's about it. And that's why I feel silly now. I was just, well, the whole thing I was thinking of, I was like, well, you know, I was like, what, like, what are the reasons I would pick Randall? Of course it's the invisibility and his, you know, just his evil kind of instinct, but also because he, he can climb like random Randall's a lizard. He can climb things. And I was like, oh. Don Carlton, he can climb. So that was, I mean, that was kind of my thought. And I was like, I, I kind of thought by the time we get to this podcast, I would think of some other reasons why he would be a good, a good, you know, possibility. But I just, the time ran out. Uh, huh. Uh, okay. That's, well, I'm not going to lie to you, Joey. I don't think that's a good pick. <laughs> I well, don't know. Not- I don't. I mean, I don't know what game climbing would come in handy. Might be good for uh, tug of war. They could just put him as the anchor and then have him stick himself to the ground. Okay, that's fair. Um, and then my immediate, and then, uh, my immediate thought was he would be kind of screwed in red light, green light if his uh, his things get stuck. He's not going to make it in time. True. Um, uh, <laughs> another another possibility I had was. Um, squishy because no one ever notices him anywhere he just kind of sneaks up on people but could he take a lot though do you think he could kill 
No, I don't think he could, and that's why I didn't choose him. That's why I chose Randall for the second time. Um, I did not choose Randall. I don't think Randall. I don't think this Randall would win. I think he's kind of a loser, and I I, I don't think he has that killer instinct that he has in the next in the first movie. Um, so I didn't pick him. I picked Dean Hardscrabble. Okay. Yeah. I think Fair she, she's very smart. Um, I think she's definitely capable of killing. And I think her ability of flight would help her tremendously in both red light, green light, because she could get there fast. And I also think in the final, in the actual squid game, um, it could help her too. It'd be very hard to kill her because she could just fly. Yep. And burn you with her breath. So Fair enough. Um, and she she was a strong contender for me. I think she might uh, do some damage in the overall squid game for me as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, she definitely has the experience of. I don't know. I feel like she just has more experience over Randall, uh, mm. you know, as far as like scaring and using her abilities. So yeah. yeah. All right, so that wraps up our squid game section. So let's jump into some burnt popcorn and dish out some hot takes. Do you have any hot takes on this movie, Joey? I don't. I don't have any hot takes. I actually tried to think of some, and I had a really hard time. Um, I only had one. So a little okay. a little off week for me here. I, I had a second one written down, and I knew exactly what I wanted to say about it, but then as we like got ready to record tonight, I looked it over, and I, I don't remember what my thing was, so I'm not going to say it. Okay. Clearly, clearly, it wasn't that much of a passion hot take for me, if I can't remember my argument. So the only one I have is this is the best Pixar score ever. Um, the, the score in this movie, I just thought was incredible. Um, sc- sc- music in movies often works as just like, if you don't notice it, it did its job. Oftentimes that's what's how scores work in movies. Like the best yeah. score you kind of don't notice cause it just fits so perfectly with the scene and what, what's happening that you really don't notice it. Um, uh, there are some movies that the score just isn't very good and it's noticeable. And then there are some movies that it's fantastic, which is why it's noticeable. And it, for me, this movie, the score is so amazing. Uh, in the montage scene that I talked about with Mike studying, the opening credits, uh, much like the first Monsters, Inc. movie, is fantastic opening credits score. Um, just, just overall, I thought it's such a jazzy kind of thing, which I'm, I'm big into jazz. Um, it really made the. It's my favorite part of the whole movie is the score. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I do really enjoy the score in this one. Um, and I'd agree, it's definitely up there. Um, I don't, I can't think of anything that would top it. But you're you're more musically inclined than I, so I <laughs> I defer to your judgment. Um, Incredibles, I think Incredibles and Monsters U are the are the top two. Uh, for sure. I mean, Toy Story, I think has, or the Toy Story franchise has the best soundtrack, um, but score, I think, is Incredibles and Monsters U, and maybe Soul. I haven't actually seen Soul yet. I'm excited to watch it when we hit, get there, because that's about a jazz musician, obviously, so that might beat it, but for now, this is the best score I've heard in Pixar. Uh, yeah. All right, so fairly short burnt popcorn segment. Um, so let's jump into do you want butter on that, where we ask questions we should probably know the answer to, but we're going to ask them anyway. Uh, what's your first question about this film? 
Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see. So what what does Mike do if he – so let's say they win the scare games, okay, fairly, or even if they cheated and didn't get caught. Hmm. You know, they get back into this – or they get back into the scare program. I mean, when does Mike – when does he realize he, he's not scary? Because – so I, I was thinking about this. You know, you have like – like at Huston, like the PT school, like you can obviously be very smart and be in the PT program. But at some point you have to start applying your skills to the public. And there are people that I know of that just cannot do that. Hmm. You know, and I feel like this is a very similar, similar case where it's like, where, you know, you, you can be very diligent. You can be a very good, you know, smart person, but you, you just maybe don't have it. You can't scare. And if they win these scare games and they all get let back in, when does Mike realize that he's not scary? Like I just, you know, I he I know he realizes it when he goes into the the door, you know, the door and he's he doesn't scare the little kids. But uh, I just I just don't get how you know, and I don't get how Dean Hardscrabble makes that bet with him because I feel like I feel like that wasn't a good choice. And I know you mentioned it because you know, she knows he's not scary. So why would she even like offer that up as a solution? You know, like, oh, like, well, if because he Mike's the one that brings it up. He says, you know, if we win, we get back in. I, I don't know why she would even agree to that. Like, if he's not scary. Like, isn't that just I feel like the only thing that does is kind of. I don't know. I feel like it decredits her program a little bit. To be completely honest. Yes. Now, and you know what? I'm going to jump in because you just reminded me of what the hot take was that I had. I, th- I had that hard scrabble is a terrible gambler which you know me i love to gamble i gamble all the time um and i forgot that in yeah in the movie he makes the bet where he's like if we lose i leave but if we win you have to say you were wrong and then she changes the thing and says i'll let you into the program which is horrible gambling like why would you like he gave you like okay you have to say you're wrong what's i mean okay whatever how i mean are you, is she really that prideful that it's like that big of a deal if she has to say she's wrong? But instead she's like, oh, I'll let all you and all of your friends into this program. Just, she just raised the stakes tremendously for no reason when he had already given her a bet that was pretty win-win for her. Um, so, but yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. He would have found out at some point for sure that he wasn't very scary. Yeah. Yeah, for, uh, for sure. Um, and then another question to kind of go along with that, uh, in the scene where they're getting ready for the final and Mike and Sully get into kind of a, a, a roaring match, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's, she's Dean Hardscrabble is watching this happen. Like she knows how it started. Like she saw the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then after, you know, they break the bottle, the screen bottle, and then she comes down and I get it whenever she says oh like sully i am a blank 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 and then he just roars like that yeah that was ignorant like you're an idiot like you've been in this class all semester you don't understand that there's different kinds of roars there's different types of precautions you need to take based on the child's fear um what i don't get is whenever whenever mike goes and she says okay mike like i'm a blank 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 he gets the roar right like he gets what he's supposed to do right but she doesn't even give him a chance you know i feel like 
with how she saw things go out and she saw that that clearly wasn't Mike's fault that that whole thing started. I don't get why she doesn't like at least let him go up on the simulator and try. Like he even says, he's like, let me go on the simulator. Like I'll surprise you. Like at least let him do that. Like I feel like she kind of has it out for him this entire movie just because he, of the way he looks like he's not scary. He's not intimidating. Yeah. You know, I feel like, I feel like that was kind of harsh and I want to know why. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. She definitely is prejudiced against, against Mike for sure. Um, also that roaring thing i don't know it seemed pretty stupid to me i was like why are, why are you two doing this <laughs> you like roar whispering i mean what yeah. what are you proving <laughs> either that's, it's the monster world also uh, as you mentioned in the movie like with, with sully uh walk much <laughs> that was you know that reminded me of like those gifts that we see of like people in fast food restaurants that just fall for like 30 seconds yeah it's it's like how does he how does he fall backwards that far? <laughs> he takes like seven steps. Uh, I don't understand that. But that is a great segue because that leads me right into my first question. Why on earth would you leave the all-time scaring record can just in the open in a lecture hall with a bunch of idiot freshman students? I mean, look, there, there, there is nothing, there is no species more stupid than freshman men in college. I mean, let, let's just be real about it. It's the, it's, that is the dumbest species on the planet. And you're putting a bunch of them in a lecture hall with a very, very valuable thing just in the middle of the room on a, on a just, uh, just balancing on a podium. What do yeah, you- why wouldn't, they, why wouldn't they have that in some sort of like alumni, like, memorial place or something i don't know yeah or like why, why doesn't she keep it at her house <laughs> i mean like i have i mean I'm, I'm not anywhere near comparing this to what she had because hers was incredible but like my eagle awards that i won in college i keep them at home they're right behind me here on a desk like in my bedroom where pretty much only i go i don't like i didn't keep them in the middle of my dorm room where kids would just smack into it and knock it off the thing. Like, yeah, what are you doing? Bad job by you, Dean Hardscrabble. Bad job by you. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I get that. I, I think that was, I, I thought that was also silly. Yeah, you're asking um, for it. You know, she's... Yeah. And then the other thing that kind of goes along with one of my other points, uh, I don't understand how she, she would let the rest of the... Uh, Uzma Kappa crew into the program. I, I don't get that either. Um, you know, none of them, I, I can't see any of them as scarers. Um, God, no. And they don't, they don't look like scarers. None of them do. Um, Art's got, Art, Art, I think Art could, uh, you know, emotionally scare someone. I don't think <laughs> he, I don't think he's physically scary, but, um, yeah, and I think that's kind of another one of those things. Like, why would you do that? I feel like that's a hit to the program because, I don't know, I feel like it kind of does something to the image. Like, I know they competed at the Scare Games and they, you know, they did their part, but I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. The Scare Games. Um, yeah, Art could just, like, talk about his feelings and probably that would scar a few kids. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah. They're not very scary. Um, <clears throat> which uh, another another fairly good segue into my second question. Why would so 
uh, Dean Hardscrabble in the scene you were just talking about where she where Sully roars and she's like, you would know that the child is afraid of spiders or whatever. And so that roar would not make them scream. It would make them cry, which would wake up their parents, which I get that the crying might wake up the parents, but why on earth would a scream not wake up parents? I don't understand that at all. True. Like, I feel like if I was a parent and my child was screaming from their bedroom, I would probably be more inclined to go see what was wrong rather than if they were just crying. Yeah. True. True. So, yeah, that, that didn't make much sense to me. Uh, do you have any other questions? Uh, that was it for me. All right. I have one more, and this is a big one. My biggest question of the movie, one I've been asking since it came out, uh, getting back to prequel logic and how oftentimes prequels lead to plot holes. So what is the timeline of this movie? Because in the Monsters, Inc., when they're headed to work, Mike tells Sully very clearly, you've been jealous of my look since the fourth grade. But this movie seems to establish that they met in college. Yep. So what's the deal? As Biden would say, here, what's the deal? Yeah. I, I don't... I, I don't have an answer for you. When I first saw this movie, I thought um, whenever, so whenever they get off the bus in the beginning of the movie and Mike's like, you know, really small and he's yeah. with his class, um, whenever he tries to partner up with that blue monster, I forget what his name is. I thought that was Sully the first time I watched it. No, the one where he's like, yeah, he was like, he's like, oh, like we're cousins, we carpool. And the guy like didn't know. I yeah. thought that was Sully the first time I watched the movie. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. You know, with the Met in fourth grade thing. Or, or you know, that the first movie kind of mentions. But, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's not Sully. So, no. I mean, he, uh, so it's either one of two things. And I don't accept either. I want to be, be clear. I don't accept either. Either one, these writers just made a mistake and just forgot what they wrote. I know I don't know if it's the same writers for this one as it was the first one, I don't know. but I, I refuse to believe that people at Pixar who make these incredible movies just forgot what they said. I don't believe that for a second. That can't be it. And if that's not it, then the only other thing it, option is Mike was just talking like using a colloquialism, like, you know, just kind of like generalizing like, oh yeah, you've been jealous of me since fourth grade, even though they didn't know each other since then, which I, I don't buy because this movie came after the first one. If this movie had come first and we knew their relationship and then Mike said that, it would give a better sense of like, okay, he's just saying that because they've known each other a long time and they're friends. Yeah. But because he said that line first, before we had the context, I do not buy that he would say that then. It didn't make sense to the audience. That he would say that yeah yeah no i i agree like and, and i was thinking about this i thought a lot about this, this this since we watched this movie too much time probably it's like you know because you and i met in college um, yeah much like mike and sully did if we if if now we were meeting someone um either uh, you were meeting one of my old friends or i was meeting one of your old friends or whatever and 
you know, I said something like, oh, you've been jealous of me since we were kids. I don't mean that literally because we didn't know each other when we were kids, but it would kind of make sense because we, we've been friends for a long time, you know, and we, and we go back a ways. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Now, but if we said that like two weeks into your freshman year of college, if we were hanging out and let's say Chris was over and I was like, oh, Joey, you've been jealous of me since we were kids. That wouldn't make any sense because we were barely friends and we weren't friends since we were kids. Right. So I think it's kind of like that. We're like, if we had known the relationship beforehand, it would have made sense. But because we didn't, it doesn't make sense to me. And I think an easy way, like they, I feel like they wrote themselves into a corner. They didn't have to, like they could have easily showed us on the field trip, instead of like the field trip scene, if they had just shown them in class together in school together when they were younger and have Mike be really smart and Sully just be really talented. I think it would have made sense because I mean, there are plenty of people that I went to school with K through 12 that I never spoke to and never really knew other than their name. Like you don't know everyone you go to school with. So I think it would have been perfectly fine if they had gone, if they had grown up together, but not been friends. And then in college, I think it would have added even more to their rivalry if they had known each other their whole lives. Yeah. So I think they should have done that and it would have avoided the issue. Yeah. I, it's a good thing to talk about. Good thing to bring up. The one negative part of this movie for me, I can never get over, over that. Uh, all right. But I think that wraps up our, do you want butter on that? So now it's time to dive in to trivia. Joey, I, I went extra hard on this one. Every time I say that, it sounds not the way I want it to sound. I made these questions very difficult because this is one of your favorite movies. How do you think you're going to do? Um, I don't know. Every every week is kind of a mystery. You know, I, I went three for three on Up, which I didn't expect. Uh, it's not the movie I want to go three for three on, but <laughs> I did. So, And then there's been movies I've done really well that I went over three on. So yeah. I, you know... Let's just let's just see what happens. I'm pretty sure Finding Nemo and Up are your only two that you've gone perfect on. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Two both of the movies we enjoy less. <laughs> My two most overrated movies in the history of Pixar, you went through for three. So here we go. I don't I don't know if you're gonna get one of them right. <laughs> it's yeah. a difficult joke. Although this one you, you might. So this lecture hall that we talked about, that there's the all these can't scare scare record cans just sitting about what what room number is the lecture hall and I'll, I'll even give you a hint because these are so difficult this is a the most common pixar easter egg if you know what that is you might not but it's this this is in every single pixar movie Every single. Is it number one? Is that your final answer? Yep. It is not. It is A113. 113. A113. A113. Yeah, it's in, yeah. that is in every single Pixar movie. Um, it is Andy's mom's license plate in the Toy Story movies. It's, uh, and the reason it's in there is because that is the, the actual writer's room 
at uh, at Disney. The Pixar writers room is A one one three, so they put it in every movie. Okay. Right. Oh for one. All right. Uh, so when Mike in the montage of Mike studying for the final. Yep. He has a calendar. What day of the week is the scare final? I'm trying to think. It's got a 20% chance of being right. Ends in a Y. I want to say it's on. Man, I, I have like. I want to say it's on a Friday. But I, but I, no, no, it's, it's not. I know it's not. Okay. I want to say it's on a Thursday. Uh, Joey, you had it. No, you didn't. It was, it's uh, it was on a Tuesday. Tuesday. What? Okay. It's on a Tuesday. Um, all right. Oh, for two. Can we get the last one? This might be the hardest one. Uh, Uzma Kappa, our favorite fraternity. What uh, what house number is the frat house of Uzma Kappa? What is the number on the house? It is not A113. If you get this, I don't even this would be this would be more impressive than Sushi Pronto. Yeah, I, I doubt I'm gonna get this. Uh, is it what, I don't know. I feel like it's a low number. <laughs> I feel like it's like number 13. Uh, 1419. 141. Yeah, I would have never have gotten that. <laughs> yeah, I want to make them extra difficult this week since it's your one of your favorite movies. Um, the dreaded 0 for 3. But those are very hard questions. Um, one scary face does not a scarer make. True. Uh, one bad performance does not a poor trivia player make. Um, seven, though? Yeah, we're getting there. But, no. All right, that wraps up our trivia. Next week, I'll make it easier next week. So we'll be okay. Uh, what's the one I always forget? What is this? Corny Awards? Is that where we're at? Yep. We are at Corny Awards. All right, let's hand out some Corny Awards. Our riff on the Dundies. What do you got? I got my first one. I got Chet. The Crab Man. Love Chet. I gave him the Suck Up Award. Um, He is, yeah, he is like, I don't know, I should have given him best like Minion Award or something because he is, he is, I don't know, he is the right hand man of Johnny Worthington. Um, You know, we see it in his language that when, you know, whenever he insults someone and then Worthington's like, oh, quiet down. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then you know, whenever in the scare games, whenever Worthington does the really, uh, really big scare, gets him a lot of points. And then he's like, oh, you're my hero. And he's screaming. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's just a suck up. I, I, I think his character is funny, but I really hate suck ups in any movie or show. So I gave him that award. That's fair. He he might be my him and Squishy are probably my two favorite characters in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I love when yeah when he insults them and Worthington's like shut up Chet and he's like I'm Thawie. <laughs> that is the funniest line to me in the whole movie. I'm Thawie. It's so funny. Um, I love I love the Crab Man. Uh, that's a good one. My first award I gave the Valedictorian award to Mike because uh, 
he is pure aces when it comes to school. Yeah. He's, he's very smart. He's very good at books. Mm. Not so good at scaring. No. But great at comedy, you know, when in the in the first in the original movie, when yeah. to laughter, he he kills that. Yeah, which which defeats, I don't know, to me that kind of like hurts the point of this the second movie. Cause it's like we know we know that they're gonna eventually switch over to laughter anyway. So it's like why, why even bother? True. Yeah, another downfall of prequels. All right, what was your second award? I gave my second award to Sully. Okay. I gave him a, uh, the biggest turnaround. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see him, you know, through most of the movie, uh, him and Mike don't really get get along well. And then we see, you know, before the final scare game, they're kind of getting, they're big, they're getting chummy. They're working good as a team. And then he cheats to help Mike. And then they get into an argument and we learn, you know, he still doesn't, you know, him and Mike still have some issues where he doesn't think, Mike can handle being a scarer, so he tried to protect him, and Mike doesn't see it that way. Um, and so then they kind of get back into it a little bit, but then they really open up to each other inside of the uh, the door that they went into, and uh, then Sully, you know, really says who he is, and he says, you know, we're friends now. Um, and then from there on, you know, they're just they're great buds. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a bit a good character development, I think. For sure. Um, yeah, and that scene at the end when they're working together to get back through the door. That I, I meant to say it earlier because you brought that scene up, but those children are frightening. Yeah. It yeah, is they like, are. it is like pet cemetery children up in that cabin. I don't know what's going on, but uh, they they look like dolls. That's the problem. And I, I, I do not like dolls. I, I find them creepy no matter what. They're always looking at me. I just, I don't yep. like dolls. So I don't like those children, but that's a good award. Uh, my second award is the best delayed payoff joke in Pixar. Okay, the best delayed payoff joke in Pixar award goes to that damn slug. When he, so we see in the beginning of the movie, he's like, I'm going to be late and just starts chooching as our friend Emily would say, and just just all his might to get to this class on time. Very funny bit. And then you get on with the movie and you completely forget about the stupid slug. And I, I don't know if I've never seen this part of the movie. I think it was a post-credit scene or whatever. But he like bursts through the door. So glad to be at a class. And it's summer. <laughs> he spent the entire school year trying to get to this damn class. It was so funny. I died laughing. It, I thought it was hilarious because I completely forgot about it. And that is, that is the key, you know, that, that, that is what a great joke does. If you can forget about it and then two hours later just makes you die of laughter, it, it, it's incredible. Yeah, it was, it, was a good, it was a good joke. I think for me, what the reason it wasn't so good for me is because, uh, you know, it's like I, I kind of analyzed it too much and I was just like, oh, well, I mean, he didn't notice that it was like, the seasons were changing around him. I was just talking about that, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it was funny. It was a good way to end, and I had never seen it before either. Yeah, he doesn't notice the seasons change or, like, the days change. Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't notice it's nighttime ever. <laughs> but still funny. Uh, 
what's yeah. your third award? I gave my third award to the Greek Council Vice President, uh, the Griffin. I gave what's him the school spirit. Names? I gave him the school spirit award um, because he's just very loud and obnoxious, as I said. Um, yeah, yeah, like the 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 scare. The big scare games scream that he lets out and then uh when he's like people went to the hospital last year and he's just like so excited about it yeah. <laughs> and yeah and well one question i wanted to ask is like how did how did the librarian not hear him because he's like oh he's like uh, what, what what was it whenever they were like oh yeah they, whenever the games were happening there were two teams left he's like oh you do not want to get caught He's, he's like still yelling. It's like, how does the librarian not hear that? Yeah. Yeah, he's like the mascot of the school. He's like, I know the pig is the mascot, but like he's. Well, the, no, the, the pig is uh, Fear Tech's mascot. They stole that. Oh, that right. was the big deal. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So he is like the mascot of the school. That's a good one. Uh, my third and final award goes to Dawn. Uh, it's yeah. Party Foul Award. All right, he gets the party foul award. Listen, Don, talking right to you, Don. Look, you want to get, you want to let your freak flag fly. You want to get your your Mrs. Squishy on. I get it. Okay, you know, I understand. You know, you like what Mrs. Squishy is offering. That's great. But damn, man, like you are in a fraternity with Squishy. This is this is a party foul. This is not okay to marry his mom because now you're like his brother dad and that's weird (laughs) (laughs) sounds like some sort of incest type type stuff yeah you know that that's that's you know uh, that's a party foul i call you know that's a flag on the play don as as he would put it uh just think of me as your brother or your father slash brother who's dating your mother or something like that he said something like that yeah i don't like that whatever that is and uh, squishy did not seem to care for it all too much either um so yeah he gets my party foul award day class a done day class a yeah understandable understandable um all right that wraps up our corny awards so what's left but uh let's rank this movie joe i think we're all waiting with bated breath to see where monsters university ranks for you all right um this is our 14th movie by the way just so you know yeah so we got uh hold on a second let me i gotta find my i gotta find my list did it beat cars 2 for you um it did yes it did just barely (laughs) all right um Okay, so for me, we got in order from lowest to highest. We have Cars 2, yep. A Bug's Life, mm-hmm. Finding Nemo, Up, Toy Story 3, Toy Story 2, Wally, Cars, Brave, Incredibles, Ratatouille, Toy Story, Monsters University in number two, oh. and Monsters Inc. at number one. All right, so it couldn't beat the original. Why didn't it beat the original? Um, a big part of it was thinking about. I knew because I knew you were going to talk about it, and I knew you were going to talk about like the uh, the issue of, you know, 
Mike's line uh, in Monsters, Inc. of, you know, uh, being jealous of looks since the fourth grade. Hmm. Um, and I think it wasn't just that, but it was also, I don't know, I feel like the, pre- the pressure of doing a, a prequel, you know, it, it's, it's a great pressure. And there are, like you said, there are always a lot of issues with getting things to connect. Either they connect too much or they don't connect at all. Um, and so I think for that reason, it's Monsters University is more of a high ri- higher risk movie for me, whereas Monsters Inc. It's like, you know, things are pretty, if, if you just had that one movie, things are pretty set, you know, hmm. things makes things make more sense. And I really enjoy Monsters University. It's very high up, obviously second place um, is high up, but I, I just think, you know, there are a lot less issues with it when you go with Monsters Incorporated. And I still really love that movie. So it's, I think it's just more solid all the way around. Um, and, and you know, the whole thing of, the, the big thing for me was, you know, and I try not to let it be my only deciding factor, but the, you know, knowing that they eventually switch over to laughing instead of scream, that's a big thing for me. And I thought about that more and more as the week went on. And I think I think that that that's like a huge problem for me. So I think that's that's why I was originally going to put this uh, Monsters University in first, but it will stay in second, I believe. All right, all right. Um, it's a good list. Safe to say, you're excited for the Monsters at Work show coming to Disney Plus. Yep, I am. These being your top two. All right. Uh, so I had Cars two at fourteen. No surprise there. Bugs Life at 13, Finding Nemo at 12, and Up at 11. So we have the exact same bottom four. I have Wally at number 10, Ratatouille at 9, Brave at 8, Toy Story 3 at 7, Monsters Inc. at 6, and Monsters University comes in at 5th for me. Nice. And then Cars at 4, Toy Story at 3, Incredibles at 2, and Toy Story 2 at 1. So for me, Monsters University beat Monsters Inc., um, even though it did does have that logic uh, plot hole, um, but I just I found this one just for whatever reason more entertaining uh, than Monsters Inc. More fun. I think the score had a lot to do with it. Um, the games I love competitions in movies and and games in movies, so I enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, I think the supporting cast is great. Characters are, are more fun than the supporting cast in the first one, in my opinion. Um, but they're very close. I, I debated back and forth, which I wanted fifth and sixth. But I think at the end of the day, I had more fun. If you asked me which one I wanted to watch, I would want to watch tonight. I would say Monsters University. So. Okay. Second. Yeah, I, you know, I, and I get it. It is a great movie. So pretty high up on both of our lists. There we go. Yeah. All right. So uh, that wraps up our thoughts on Monsters University. Uh, So make sure to, well, thanks for listening, first of all. And make sure to come back next week where Joey and I are going to get all up in our feelings as we talk about the next Pixar movie. So there's your hint for next week. Uh, For Joey, I am Adam. This is Movies and Podcorn. Thanks for listening and make sure to have some popcorn.